Welcome to the Women Shifting Gears podcast, where we talk to some of the most dynamic, inspiring, and powerful women who are changing the narrative of what it means to be female in the automotive space. I'm your host, Amanda Busick. They say it might not be easy, but it will be worth it. To all the women out there sitting in the left seat, grab your road snacks. Let's go for a ride. And welcome to this week's Women Shifting Gears podcast. Chrissy Shimke stops by this time around. She is the founder of Crash Jewelry that specializes in handcrafted, sustainable unisex jewelry made from the scrap metal of luxury automobiles. Ferrari, Maserati, Bentley, Lamborghini, Aston Martin, and more. Every piece begins with the metal from a door, a hood, a fender, or a quarter panel that is being replaced. It is then cut into different shapes and styles and rigorously sanded, polished, and riveted. Maintaining authenticity, even the original factory paint is preserved in each of these unique wearable pieces of art. Christy, who has a background in art history, came up with the idea to create fashion jewelry from cars when she moved her studio into her husband's Los Angeles body shop. And the rest is history, as they say. Crash Jewelry launched in 2013, a gift not only to those who own a piece of Christy's work, but to Christy herself in finding her life's calling. And welcome again to this week's Women Shifting Gears podcast. I'm very excited to introduce our next guest. Chrissy Shimke is the founder and designer of Crash Jewelry. Uh, you heard that right, Crash Jewelry. So if your mind's going to places, I'm, I'm sure you might be a little zoned in to, to where this might come from. But without further ado, Chrissy, welcome to the show. And you know, before we get started into the, to the meat of all of that, uh, I want to talk about your collaboration into our Shifting Gears community and why you have felt that this aligns so closely to what you believe in and, and seeing women in different places in automotive. Great. Well, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, no, this this collaboration means a lot to me. Um, I've been sort of on the fringes of the automotive industry for a few years now, uh, which is very new to me. And I've never felt so welcome before and so included. And uh, just the camaraderie between all these women and especially Cindy and Teresa for bringing us all together has just been tremendously. um, uh, It's just been such a tremendous positive experience for me. Well, as we get into uh, the, the bones of, of crash jewelry in your words, what is crash jewelry? Well, crash is a jewelry business that I, I, started myself and came up with the idea to create sustainable jewelry for men and women uh, made from the metal of luxury automobiles. And these are new cars. So they're not vintage. So late model, in other words. What kind of manufacturers are are these pieces coming from? Well, we have a Mercedes-Benz shop. So we get a lot of Mercedes, of course, but we've got Aston Martin, Bentley. um, Let's see, we've got uh, Ferrari, uh, Maserati, Lamborghini, um, Tesla. uh, Let's see what else. I know there's a bunch. Bentley. Did I already say Bentley? Um, We also have some American makes. We have Ford and we have Dodge and uh, Audi we have. Um, I know I'm leaving some out. So while it might be a dream of mine to own and drive an Audi R8, I'm not sure if that's in my future, but you're saying I can wear one. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
You said we own a body shop. Uh, you and your husband, Dan, uh, he has a company called Beverly Coachcraft. Uh, this was a very important meeting for you. Uh, how did Dan set you on your way of, of finding this passion for yourself? Well, I guess I should say it's it's Dan's shop. So I'm just yeah. I'm just a renter, I guess, <laughs> there in uh, one of the garages. It's it's really interesting. I met Dan sort of midlife. We both had been married before, and I was working in the art world. I've been working at the Getty Museum for a while, and then also in academia. I was working at UCLA. So when we met, I had virtually no experience with body shops or cars or you know expensive nice cars or supercars or exotic cars. And when we met, um, it just opened up this this new world for me. And I began to learn a lot about his world. And one of the things that I always admired about him is that he was so passionate about what he did. You know, regardless of the night before, I mean, he would be up at 5 a.m. every day, ready to go, you know, very positive. And I was so jealous because I was like dragging myself into work, you know, every day. And, and I just wanted some of that. You know, I was like, I want some of that, whatever you have. And so after we got married, he said, he knew I was really unhappy with, with my career. And he said, why don't you take some time and figure out what you feel passionate about? And I, like I said before, this is like one of the greatest gifts anyone has ever given me. And I, I mean, I was blown away. So I said, okay, sure, I'll, I'll do that. And I, started doing different things. And uh, one of them was metal smithing. And I found my passion. And I was making more traditional type jewelry at that time. And after I moved my studio into one of his garages, that's when I guess everything sort of came together. It just clicked. And I came up with the idea. And then I had to make it work. Describe that aha moment. What happened? Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I was at work soldering away. And I would go out and take breaks into the uh, garage area, which is where the, the cars would come in to be stored initially. And I, I was just, you know, in awe of how beautiful they are. You know, I was looking at this one Bentley in this beautiful color, this soft blue, this Windsor blue color. And I thought, you know, I, I wonder if I could do something with that discarded metal, because it is metal after all, and I'm a metalsmith. And all the while, preserving the factory finish, which reminded me of enamel. And so it, I guess it just, to me at that moment, it felt like from a marketing perspective, it had a lot going on for it. This was also during a time when uh, precious metal prices were going through the roof and it was very hard to compete. And so I, I guess that's my aha moment. I thought, gosh, you know, from a marketing perspective, this has a lot of, you know, it has legs. So the one thing that I, that I find um, kind of remarkable is uh, you talk about you and Dan meeting in midlife and you talk about how you were kind of in a rut professionally. Uh, were you worried about ever finding your purpose? <laughs> yeah, actually I was. It's something that I thought about all the time, you know, and it's almost like, you feel like there's something wrong with you. Like, you know, I should be, I'm lucky. I, I'm working in this great environment. You know, why am I not happy? What's wrong with me? You know, this is what I went to school for. This is what I went to university for. Why is it not, you know, fulfilling me? 
So yeah, I was worried. So Crash Joy kicked off in 2013. How difficult was year one of the business? Very difficult because I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, and no one's really doing anything like this. So, you know, it was, it was like, Oh my God, you know, I take this piece of sheet metal and it's got this, you know, like say, say you take a piece of Ferrari, it's got the, the Rosa Corsa, you know, paint on it. And then you cut it in a very crude way with a throatless bench shear and that's curved and the metal is curved. And then you go to bend it after you sand it and polish it and whatnot. And then the paint just cracks or it falls off or, you know, you drill a hole in it and it cracks. And so you're almost at the end of this beautiful piece of jewelry and the paint just did not behave. So it, it, it took many, many creative accidents to get to the point where we are now, I should say. And, and also I learned a lot along the way, you know, I learned about car paint. I learned about certain types of car paint, um, where the car is painted and which piece of the car I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Does the fender have less car paint than the hood or the door or the deck lid? You know, so it, it just became this endless uh, list of variables that there was no formula for. And I remember, you know, talking to Dan, I still do constantly about paint, about rivets, you know, he's, (laughs) he's working on a bigger scale and I'm working on a very, very small scale, but it's still applicable. I love the authenticity of the desire to keep the car paint. Why was it so important for you to preserve that? Well, to me, that is the essence of the jewelry. Um, why is that so important? It just it just describes what it is. You know, it would people when they see a piece of crash jewelry, people actually think that I take sheet metal and I paint it. You know, and and which is the complete opposite, obviously. But it it just the paint to me is like I say the essence and car paint, especially the factory paint on so many of these um, exotic luxury cars is just stunning. You know, it's very jewel-like. The finishes remind me of precious jewels. Did you think that you would, uh, you go back to the beginning of of Crash Jewelry, prior to that, did you think that you would ever be a scholar in the car or the the paint codes of different manufacturers? No. (laughs) No, but in a way, it's sort of my art history background sort of transfers over, you know, my experience with colors throughout, you know, history, actually. And, um, and I, that's what I sort of also bring to the table, is I sort of have that um, awareness, I guess, of, of paint and colors and textures. And the two do work well together. You guys have an array of manufacturers that you present in Crash Jewelry, whether it be, uh, I just saw Tesla is a, is a new addition. You have Harley-Davidson, Dodge, Maserati, all across the board. Is there a specific um, body work you like working with more than others? Yeah. Well, Ferrari, I, I do. I do like Ferrari a lot. But it's funny because there are other cars that you wouldn't even think of that would be that would work so well. And one of them is Fiat. I mean, (laughs) it's funny. The paint is just luscious. You know, it's this thick sort of beautiful green, mint green color. And I was astounded at how well the paint behaved. Whereas other car makes, 
you know, for example, uh, I've got a Lamborghini, the paint won't stay put. I've got a, a, I've got a Maserati, <laughs> the paint won't stay put. So it's just no rhyme or reason for it. I got to say, uh, Porsche also, the paint's been very good. I, I must admit. Awesome. And as we take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors, it happens to be Christy herself and Crash Jewelry. Hi, I'm Christy Shimke, founder and designer at Crash Jewelry. We create sustainable unisex jewelry from discarded sheet metal that we source from late model, luxury, and exotic cars. As a woman in the automotive industry, I'm thrilled to be part of the Shifting Gears family. Women supporting other women allows us all to thrive in this male-dominated community. We're also proud to offer a 15% discount to all Shifting Gears members. Just use the code GSE15 at checkout. So I saw that you had a uh, background uh, in terms of of your um, collegiate experience and your master's uh, with a focus in Italian Renaissance. Uh, does that lend you to uh, the love of Ferrari? <laughs> yes, I think so. I think so. I, I'm a bit partial to the Italian brands, I must admit. <laughs> Anything Italian, you know. So while you, uh, you're the founder of Crash Jewelry, I, I did read that uh, there's other designers that, that work alongside you now. How experienced are they in the background of automotive? Well, in the past, I have collaborated with more graphic artists. But I have one in particular that's come along the way with me, and he is very experienced now. He is a mostly a computer designer, um, graphic designer, but his name is Brian. And what he has learned is how to laser engrave patterns into the car paint, which is amazing. I mean, no one is doing this. And it's taken many years. So he's really come a long way and uh, taught me a lot. I mean, we, we actually have spreadsheets of this paint now set up. How much time does this take? How, you know, much power does this take? And so on and so forth. And he's just got this, his brain works so differently from mine. He's so technical, which is what I needed. And um, Brian has really figured it out. So I, I love collaborating with him. You're also a female business owner. How intimidating was that when you first kicked off back in 2013? Very, very, very intimidating. Um, no one took me seriously. You know, I started right away going to car-related events in the beginning, uh, Laguna Seca during Car Week, things like that. Going to some Concord Elegance uh, events, and you know, and I still get this sometimes. You know, a lot of men would would come up and they want to buy something for their wives or the girlfriends whatever and they would they would really love the product but then they would say things like oh your husband must be so proud of your little hobby you know and it it, it was you know this is my baby you know i don't have children this is this is my creation and this is i put my heart and soul to it so getting that across to people that that maybe i don't necessarily have to have this intensive background in cars and know every make and model. But what I'm doing is just as significant as what he, he or she is doing, you know? So um, it was tough. It was tough in the very beginning. Yeah. I finally feel like I've, I've, I've come a long way, I guess, in that area because I don't take it as personally anymore. What kept you pushing? I'm very determined and proactive and I get, you know, I get kind of pissed off. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You know, it's like, oh yeah. Well, 
I'm going to show you, I'm not going anywhere and I'm just going to get better and better. So um, I, I learned earlier on it, it was easier to just kill with kindness than to, again, take it personally and, and be nasty about any of this and to just to ch also try and educate people and change their perspective. You know, like, for example, this this man, you know, like really educate him about what it takes to make this particular item that he's taking home to his wife or girlfriend or daughter. And so that he could pass that along to the next person. So a big part of this has been educating people. You talk about going to car events early on. Uh, in addition to that, how else would you find your customer? Well, um, I, I am online. My customers I've found throughout the years are repeat customers. They're very loyal. Awesome. Yeah. And I, even though I haven't met them, I, we have this, um, kind of friendship, which is fantastic. And uh, so they tell people. So a lot of this is is, is word of mouth. Um, I also have done a lot of charity events over the years with a company called Wine, Women and Shoes, uh, which is a lot of fun. And um, I've done a lot of, you know, private in-house events. So and then during COVID, I, I, you know, everything got canceled. I had so many things lined up. So I started doing events where it was almost like QVC. I would, I would invite everybody, you know, to tune in, we would do a zoom, and then I would show them things that perhaps weren't on my website that I had made for these events, uh, that were not no longer taking place. And I would, I would talk to them about how I made it and so on and so forth. They could ask me questions. There was a lot of back and forth. We would have a happy hour, we would have giveaways, we would have games. And it just became like this really fun evening, you know, of QVC. So, well, I am lucky to be a recipient. Um, I was gifted uh, the Audi R8 leopard cuff uh, from Cindy Sisson and Teresa. And uh, I was already on the site uh, looking at purchases to make for girlfriends and to kind of pass it forward. Uh, when you think about that trade, I would imagine that that you have customers that are gifted this art, and then they are repaying it forward. Do you know, uh, is there like one customer that you know that like has just completely gone down that ladder of gifting forward? Yes, I. there are a few. Yeah, it's, it's great. One is in Texas. And she's so funny. She's an artist, actually. And um, she has, first of all, and her husband uh, works at a Lamborghini dealership. And they sent me, by the way, they sent me this amazing hood in Verde Scandal, which wow. I know. And talk about paying it forward, you know. And she has her own, what she calls crash garage, because she's purchased so many items. And she tells her friends, her girlfriends, and then they in turn come back to me and say, oh, Kelly, you know, is wearing this. And she told me about, you know, this particular cuff. And, uh, and then there's another woman in Louisville that does the same. And then there's this one wonderful gentleman in Florida who has, he's my best customer. And I've made a lot of custom items for him. And he, he's a, he goes to a lot of BMW events and always wears his custom pieces and tells the BMW club, you know, people like, oh, you've really got to check her out. And so, yeah, there's a lot of that. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, it, it just in this conversation so far, uh, maybe our listeners are thinking that, uh, you know, these items are for women. Uh, you do have um, items for men on the website for sale as well as um, out at, at where you're selling. What do you find uh, the men are attractive to? Well, I sell a lot of cufflinks, which is nice. Um, so that's a great gift. But a lot of them, 
they they do like the cuffs, but they they prefer the the narrow, more uh, understated, shall we say, cuffs. Um, they are more car specific, okay. So as opposed to style specific. So and that's it's an interesting thing, you know, how people make their decisions because there are those people see that. who who say, "What do you have in a Porsche?" Blah blah blah. You know, uh, air cooled nine eleven. Uh, whereas they're there are other people who will just say, oh, I, I, that's pretty. I love that. <laughs> you know, I'll take it. I don't care what car it's from. I, I can totally see that. I can see the the men being, I only want something that's by Ferrari versus women being like, that's pretty. Oh, it's Harley Davidson. Cool. I'll add that to the collection. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and of course, there's a lot of crossover. Um, but at, at some some of these events, especially um, the people that are very car specific, they, they will come in and they'll buy whatever, you know, they'll say, what do you have in this car? Okay. I'll take it. When you think of, uh, throughout the, since 2013, is there a piece you're most proud of? Think about that. There are so many. (laughs) Well, I would say maybe this one, it's mine. Uh, this piece here, this is an Audi, this is hand engraved. So I, sorry, I can't, everyone can't see this, but the pieces that I, I do by hand uh, where I, I actually engrave a pattern through the factory finish. So you see the, uh, the silver under metal. Um, wow. And then I also take my silversmithing skills and we'll take gemstones. This is a stone from Tasmania. Gorgeous. Yeah. I love this one. And um, it's a shame people can't see this. Cause let me just describe how stunning this <laughs> is. So we'll have to make sure to uh, accompany a, a photo with, with, uh, with this podcast, but yeah. uh, I can, I can understand why that's one of your favorites. Yeah. So it's, you know, I make the setting out of silver and then it, uh, rivet it to the cuff itself and then set the stone. And the thing I should mention about crash jewelry is I can't use heat. I can't use an open flame when I'm making uh, any of these because it will burn the car paint. So everything has to be attached with rivets, which is what we call cold connections. There's a lot behind this. There's a lot. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest, when I, uh, I, I, I wasn't aware um, that you preserved the, pa- the original paint. Yeah. And that gives just the piece of jewelry a whole nother story. Oh, yeah. And every piece comes with a certificate. We're now changing that to a registration card. So your piece of jewelry has a registration card. And it tells as much about the car, the piece, as possible. Um, You know, the car it came from, when it was made, who made it, the color, any other information that we feel might be significant goes in there. So have you ever been out uh, and about and just randomly saw your jewelry on someone? Oh my God, you won't believe this story. Yes, this was the weirdest thing. Okay, so (laughs) a couple of years ago, um, I was at SEMA and uh, with Dan and um, we were at dinner. We were waiting for a table and it was Halloween and uh, we were in this Mexican restaurant, Javier's. And we're sitting there and while we're waiting for the table we sat down next to this couple and they were in costume and I was wearing a red Ferrari 360 challenge Stradale with diamonds in it that I had made. I should say that's probably one of my proudest pieces. Um, And I was sitting there and I was just talking, we were talking, you know, amongst ourselves and this, the man, he looked at me and he said, Oh my God, is that a piece of crash jewelry? And, and I just, I, I looked around and I said, am I, (laughs) am I being punked? I mean, I seriously <laughs> thought I was being punked. 
And I said, yes, it is. And he knew about Crash Jewelry. He was from San Francisco. And we just started talking and his girlfriend was there and we started talking and it was mind blowing. So yeah. When you think of all the struggles that led to that moment, how fulfilling was hearing that? It was really fulfilling. And um, thank you for reminding me. I had forgotten all about that. Um, It was truly, uh, it, it just it made everything worthwhile. You know, if we were talking about finding your passion and feeling like you're doing something, you know, positive and good, it it just, it made it all worthwhile. What did Dan say to you that night? (laughs) He said, Oh, you're famous now. (laughs) (laughs) When you, you are not um, ashamed or scared to uh, credit him with giving you this gift. Uh, when he looks at the success that that you've made of this and shortly of of eight years, uh, how proud of he is of you? He is. He's proud. I, at the beginning, it was hard because we were drawing a lot on the house income. And, you know, it's like you have to put money back into your own business when you get started. So I know it was a struggle, but he never, you know, he never complained. I think he's really, really proud. You know, it's um, – I try – it has to be a balancing act too. You know, when you come home from work, you want to hear about each other's day. And I really have to sort of, you know, rein it back a little bit because I'm so enthusiastic. I want to just tell him everything, you know? So he, he, when I see him talk about crash jewelry to other people, I'm, my heart just is just so touched. It's, it's lovely. He just beams. He, he doesn't. He just brags. Aww. He just brags on me. I don't. I don't brag on myself. I. I get too embarrassed. But he is like, you know, he just, yeah, he just talks a lot. <laughs> I read that uh, that Crash Jewelry has even been seen on television. Uh, there was a guest wearing one on Jay Leno's Garage. Uh, when you see where uh, your jewelry is ending up and being recognized in the community. Uh, what is that like for you? I, you know, it's still, I don't, sometimes I don't think it's really registered yet. You know, like I didn't even know that that was, that Kristen Lee was wearing that, uh, on Jay Leno. Uh, One of my customers told me, (laughs) so it's still mind boggling to, to, to see how it's sort of resonating, you know, throughout, especially throughout the car community, so it's still it's still new to me every day. It's still an adventure and uh, a surprise. Well, it's uh, an adventure and a and a growing venture. Uh, where would you like to see Crash Jewelry? I would like to see it um, in more car related events at, at more car related events and more people wearing it and being aware of the brand. Um, I'm not too bothered with it being in, you know, stores or major stores, because that's, that's not my thing. Um, Everything is handmade. So that's, I want to keep that um, going, especially that sort of philosophy behind it is important to me. And the car world is where I'd, I'd really like to see it sort of take off. Well, I personally have to thank you. You are the first sponsor to come on uh, to support us here at Women Shifting Gears. Uh, And I could not be more thrilled to uh, share this uh, podcast with you. When you look at the community of women uh, that uh, we're interacting with and that you get to connect with, what do you, in terms of that group, where do these women bond over? 
we have these after dark sessions, sure. right? And, and we'll stay on for hours and a- hours after. Why do you think this is so needed in this community? Absolutely. It is needed. I think, especially somebody like me, who is not that well-versed as, as, as much as other women are in the car world, I should say, um, it, it, I'm learning all the time uh, and I'm coming at it from a different direction, I guess you'd say. So I feel like there's been, um, women haven't had an opportunity to come together like this, that there's been a lot of intimidation, you know, at car events. I don't feel like women are maybe uh, welcomed as much, their opinions, their their own personal cars, their their careers within the automotive industry maybe aren't taken as seriously as men. And to see these women that I am meeting and seeing through shifting gears is is incredible. I mean, it is not only incredible, but it is it is just I don't know. I, I my my mouth hurts from smiling after <laughs> every one of these, especially the people that stay on after. There was a woman in the last one, Kim, I believe her name was, and she was so happy and so excited. It was almost like finding this this needle in a haystack that you know, this this precious gift that we 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 just haven't found anywhere yet. And here it is, and we're all there. We're all experiencing it. And the fact that we're all gonna get to meet at some of these events is even better. Yeah. I think it's uh I like to describe it to people that you feel heard or you feel seen for one of the first times and we share in this community together. Yes, that's exactly it. I absolutely you feel heard. Yeah. You put it well to the shifting gears community and to uh, the listeners of this podcast, there is a promo uh, on the website, crashjewelry.com. Uh, what is the promo to our listeners? Uh, it's uh, 15% off anything. Um, and it's uh, you just use code GSE 15 and at checkout. All right. Well, make sure to uh, go check out, like I said, guys, anything on the on the website, uh, just an array of manufacturers, an array of options for men and women. Uh, and I really enjoyed the About Us segment where I got to learn more about crash jewelry. Uh, well, you have survived the first part <laughs> of the interview. Now I get to sit you in the hot oh lab. Ready? Yeah. All right. Dream car. Um. Even though I'm a Mercedes girl, I love the BMW um, M8. I love that car. If you're sitting in the left seat, who's in the right? <laughs> I'm not sure anybody's going to know who this is, but uh, Artemisia Gentileschi. She is the first woman Italian Renaissance, I guess I should say, Baroque painter. Wow. What would you guys talk about? Probably how she got to where she got after, you know, she was the first woman to actually be able to uh, join the Academy of Arts in Rome. And uh, these were all men. And believe me, she had a really tough time getting there. A trailblazer talking to a trailblazer. (laughs) I love that. (gasps) What's on the radio? The Allman Brothers. Ooh, fantastic. Favorite song? Um, Whipping Post. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Windows down on a sunny day. That doesn't get much better. Uh, favorite road trip destination? I love going up uh, Highway One over here on the, the you know on the West Coast. Driving up, I think I don't think it's open yet, but up to Monterey and all the way up to Oregon. And as you look over the upcoming year in 2021, uh, where can we find Crash Jewelry? What events will we be at? 
Well, let's see. We are going to be at Amelia Island, which I'm super excited about because I've never been before. And uh, we're also going to be in Portland for the Concorso uh, in July. Um, we're going to be in Las Vegas in October for the Concourse there, um, Concord d'Elegance. I know there's more. We're going to be at the Pasadera Concord d'Elegance in Monterey in August and um, hopefully more. And when uh, before I let you go, uh, if someone is uh, looking at uh, purchasing a, a piece of crash jewelry, why crash jewelry? What would you say? Well, if you are a car enthusiast, I think you absolutely have to have a piece of crash jewelry. Um, if you aspire towards a certain car, it's, it's, you know, but maybe can't afford it like me. You know, I love a Lamborghini, for example. So I think that's a great reason. Uh, it's got a great backstory. Um, it makes a, a fantastic gift. Um, and if you uh, are into perhaps sustainable uh, fashion, then I also think it, it's a perfect purchase. And what a beautiful way to express yourself. I will always remember my first crash, uh, the <laughs> Audi R8 uh, that I get to wear on, on my wrist. So Christy, thank you so much. And we really appreciate you sharing our stories with us and uh, the background of crash jewelry. Thank you so much, Amanda. I really uh, am honored to be here and thank you. The Women Shifting Gears podcast is produced by GS Events a female-owned collective with a mission to amplify women's voices across the automotive culture. Follow along on our journey on Instagram and Twitter at the handle Women Shifting Gears or on the web at gsevents.live.